Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Dope Black Woman podcast, the podcast where we share stories of black excellence as part of our safe digital sisterhood. I'm Leanne Levos. I'm Rashan. You can call me Shan. I'm Livs. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about what is girl code. So obviously, for all of us, we've got this community of like dope black women. Female friendships are really important to us, and we've kind of got that like, that unwritten girl code that you kind of have. I don't even know how we learn about it, but we just have it from like mm. birth. Like you come out your mum's vagina, like, girl code. <laughs> 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 it's just given to us. We didn't really get a chance to even accept the contract. You know what I mean? But I feel like it's really important that we kind of discuss it and kind of kind of get an understanding of like what lines we can and can't cross. Mm. So like I was talking to this guy and or like I was interested in this guy and like he kept he looked really, really familiar to me. And I kept thinking, like, how do I know this guy? And I asked him, like, oh my best friend, did you date this person, this person, that person? He's like, no, 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 no. I'm like, cool, it was fine. And then I went to an event with my friend. And she was like, that's blah, blah, blah about the guy. Mm. And when she said that, the person that she was referring to was like someone that we both know that she like had that dance about a party that we always refer to every time we see him. But I didn't realise it was the same guy that I'm now like trying to talk to. And I was thinking, how on earth do I navigate this? Is it that You deep? remind me of a girl that I once knew. See my face whenever I, I look at you. I think it's the same with guys. What I think a guy would be like, but I think it's a different mindset. I think for girls, it's like, and this is a broad um, sweeping statement, but I think girls generally, it's like, I won't be interested in that guy because you have previous invested feelings in him Mm. and like I'm not going to get between that whereas guys it's like no but like that's your pussy in it like obviously man's not going to go there with her because like you've already pulled the tick this is what I'm saying it's hard to where to draw the line because with that scenario all they did was dance it's not that deep I didn't need to ask her but because of how I am with my friends I felt like I needed to ask her and she was like Shan, like, I danced with him four years ago. I've never had his number. We've never communicated since. He doesn't even know my name. They had no idea who, who she was. Turns out she's dating his, like... So let's say I'm me, and I'm <laughs> dating a guy, and then this guy's got a sister, and then this got a half-sister, and the half-sister's got another brother. Okay. Do you get it? So she's basically so dating... Part of his family, essentially. Yeah, she's basically yeah, dating his... Not by blood. His, his like, stepbrother. Do you get it? So, like, in, in context, it doesn't mean anything. But even though, like... now, now There's I'm, a closeness between... There's a six degrees of separation. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, that like, in that scenario, it's so silly to be like, oh, because you danced with him four years ago, you never communicated since that one day you had that one dance to that one song. I can't talk to him. It's mm. like, But that is literally how I thought. Even at that point, I'd already invested feelings in him and he had never, and she had never ever had feelings for him. Yeah, I don't Do think, what I mean? I don't think that is a problem. I, for me, I think it just depends on the level of interaction that you've had with the guy. So if you guys went out on several dates and physically hooked up, then we would have to have a conversation about mm. it. Actually, I remember when one of my girlfriends from Jamaica just moved to Birmingham and a guy that I used to talk to, like physically hooked up with, uh, asked her out on a date. And she called me and she was like, hey, Lee, you know, this is the situation. This guy asked me out on a date. How do you feel about it? And ju- literally, because he and I literally just hooked up and it mm. wasn't a big deal, I was like, yeah, go for it. But there are certain men that I've dated that everybody knows is 
hands off, off. yeah completely off mm. limits and i and i actually feel like that's pretty much understood if you know your friend well enough you'll know exactly how she feels about it yeah but i actually feel like guys don't care like guys will hook up with the same girl and it's no big deal yeah, but i feel like with them there's like an agenda so i feel like with girls if they were to date someone that their friends dated they probably wouldn't have told the friend whereas if guys they know you're in the group chat like yeah yeah I'm going to meet her today was it like this yeah yeah it was <laughs> if you pre a guys group chat they know like it's not a hidden like thing no some guys it is though like I've definitely it's when they're had... scared of them though yeah when you're beating this girl and you know there's a guy finds out he's going to beat you up no I've had scared. two I've, I've known two guys who are friends and they've both been sleeping with the same girl, not told each other, but known, and just continued to sleep with the same girl. And they're still That's friends to this day. That's wild to me. Yeah. What do you mean not told each other? How do they know the girls told them? Yeah, the girls, either the girl told them. Because it wasn't even like they were just sleeping with the girl. They were both kind of dating her. At the same time? Oh, at the nah. same exact time. But and they're part of like a core group. I don't think they have game. Maybe this is Jamaican men. <laughs> I don't know. It must but be. They don't care though. Jamaican men genuinely within reason unless it's like that was my wife and you know I dealt with her for like five years or six mm. years or something like that. if it's just a girl I used to talk to nobody actually cares but then yeah. like do you think you could ever go on a date with someone who your friends dated or like your friend's ex I've never gone on a date with someone that my friends have dated but I've gone out on a date with a guy that my friend used to like and it never nothing ever happened between them like she was like oh you know I have a crush on him or maybe they went on a well, one like Chris date Brown, like Chris Brown moves to you at a premiere like it's tick for tap something like that or premiere. even like yeah like she was at a premiere looking bath and then Chris Brown <laughs> oh like a film premiere I thought yeah, you yeah. the premiere in I was oh, like no. girl <laughs> you better <laughs> no <laughs> No, yeah, for me, I just feel like if if from nothing physical has happened between the two of you and there's mm. no real invested feelings, I'm not fussed. And I think it's just about the intention and the transparency. Mm. If you're transparent enough to say, actually, I like this guy, I know that you mm. may or may not have had a thing, I don't know exactly what happened, how do you feel about it? I'll be like, go about do your business. But yeah. if it's a man that I used to check for and really liked, then yeah, no. Yeah. I think transparency is an important thing because even that scenario that I said a minute ago, like I told her, as soon as I saw him, I was like, just so you know, blah, 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 blah. And we addressed it there and then. And she literally laughed in my face like, but no, why are you asking me this? Here's the thing, guys. How many guys have you guys dated that where you're like, like, you would never talk to them ever again? And it's like, what was I even thinking? There are so many girls. Like, I, I have male you. friends that... Gra- <sighs> girls, I yeah, I have male friends that have dated girls who would never... They don't even want to tell people that they used to date mm. her. It's like, yo, I was at a bad space in my life. It's true. Or, mm. Smoking too much the weed. The pussy did mad me. Or, <laughs> yeah, I was smoking too much weed. Because some crazy bitches, let's be clear, have mm. that bomb ass pussy. Mm. That's, just a re- <laughs> that's just real talk. <laughs> and sometimes the pussy can blind you. The same way some, some women get dignitized. Yeah. Yes. By guys that are them. Com- yeah, Not by complete them. assholes. <laughs> there are some guys that I've dated that nobody will ever know about. Mm. Because I'm embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you look back and you're like, what? what? Why did I hate myself? Like, for going through this. Do you think if you got married that you would care? Like, if you was married and then, like, your best... Maybe not best friend, but someone that you're close to, that you'd invite to your wedding, came and the date and their date was, like, someone you used to date? Again, I think for me, it depends on the nature of the relationship that I had with the person. So, actually, there's a guy I used to date. We were high school sweethearts. And even to this day, we're really, really close. And... I think that if I got married to somebody else, because he's now in a relationship with somebody else, has a kid and everything. Um, I think if he were to end up marrying or dating somebody that I used to date, it would still be a problem even at my wedding because the emotional connection. level of emotional connection that mm. we still have, even though it's transitioned into something completely different, I think from one of my friends to know about the intensity of that mm. relationship and still go ahead and date him, I would find really problematic. And then also, what are we going to do? Like over Christmas, are we all going to hang out? You know, like <laughs> we're going to go to the dance together. Am I and, be the god Yeah, exactly. The god like, mm. Yeah. Have like, you, can you relate to that? Have, ever, have you guys ever been in a situation where like girl code has been broken? Yeah, actually. Same. 100%. Tell me yours. Tell the tea. So there was this, <laughs> I would say that this was like the first, my first, not my first real love, but my first love where I was in a legitimate relationship, right? Mm. Dated this guy in undergrad for like two, three years. And then there was a girl who was around, we were friendly, but not super close. 
And she was always like, oh, you know, I'm best friends with him. We're best friends, whatever, whatever. And we all used to hang out together. Yeah, no, best friends, best friends. <laughs> <laughs> and she actually ended up not only dating him, but dating one of my other exes as well. She was and after you. Yeah, she had something against you. And <laughs> it created real beef. Like, Did you look alike? No, we don't look anything alike. She's Asian, like full Asian, does short, different body types. We don't look anything. And we're very different in terms of our personalities as mm. well. I don't know how she ended up dating two of the same guys. She was also a virgin, which made it very interesting. But (laughs) (laughs) not after that. (laughs) I don't know. But you know what's funny is that maybe a year after I graduated, so a year after she had finished dating the second guy, she sent me this long like three-page email. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you know what, Leanne? I feel like I've done you wrong. You know, we weren't maybe the best of friends, but we were cool. Thing. She did that on purpose. And <laughs> she did. <laughs> she did, and her conscious gully creeped on her soul, and that's why she sent the letter. <laughs> the conscious gully creeped in her yeah. soul. Yeah, she sent the letter for herself, not because of you. Not to no, I'm you. not saying she did it for me. She no, did say that she felt I like guilty. This I don't like her. <laughs> I decided. We but you know like what's her. funny <laughs> is that no, no, we're really good friends. Like, we're not the Sorry? best of friends, but she invited me to our wedding. Sorry, I like, like her, guys. I like her. If she features on the podcast, she's listening. Friends for life. Just check it. No, man. And, and I would say with that guy in particular, there are, he cheated on me with a few women. This was in undergrad, so it was during the time of wildness hunting. And I remember there oh, was a, a wild. <laughs> I remember there was a girl who I came back from summer vacation, and I was literally we passed each other. I didn't even know her, hmm. and I walked past her, and I said, "That girl's been fucking my man." And I just knew it. Like, my intuition, I don't know, is Wait, God says, wait, wait. Like, like you, you walked just, past a stranger and you I said, that walk stranger you got is that good dick walk. And I said, <laughs> You've been that good girl dick. been fucking my man this summer. And I didn't even know her. Turned out that she was living beside me that year in Halls. And, and had she been fucking man? Yeah, within what a few weeks, she came over How? to me. And she was like, you know what, Leanne, I feel like I need to tell you this. What's all this woman to woman shit? Yeah, she was like, I feel like, you know, he told me not to tell you, but I can't go, I can't keep this inside me anymore and blah, 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 blah. And she came clean. She and I did not become friends, but... I'm so lost how you just knew. That's I just crazy, knew. My like... intuition is crazy. <laughs> like, in some of my relationships, the reasons that I've found out that people have been done me dirty mm. is literally just a vibe. Like, I just knew. Recently, or a couple of years ago, I was in this relationship and I was dating this guy and we had our one year anniversary and we went to a concert, had a great time. I think I've told this story in the WhatsApp group as well. Anyway, so subsequently, I went home that weekend to go and get my stuff and like, you know, (laughs) yeah, it's coming back to me, change clothes and pick up stuff, whatever, whatever. And I was sleeping at my house and for some reason that weekend he had given me his keys it's maybe 2 a.m. in the morning and I'm on Instagram and I say, you know what? Something not right. Let me check this Instagram. <laughs> and I go and I check this girl's Instagram that I know that, I had, he was, uh, that she had been attracted to him. They had met. There were some issues. Like We had been in a rocky space at this point in time. Mm. And I see at 2 a.m. in the morning that she's posting. So I'm like, hold on. <laughs> Gone bowling. You know, so I pick up my shits. Pack up all of his shit that I had at his house. Took an Uber from East London all the way to North London. That's Not, money, you know? Yeah. You better reimburse that it's shit. It's money. <laughs> Opened the door with the key that he had given me and he wasn't there. And it was like 4 a.m. in the morning. And obviously, we all know where he was. I don't know what told me, what woke me up out of my sleep to tell me to go and check the Instagram. Like, I don't even know. But it's just my intuition. See, and that, I was right. Was that situation... Had you ever met that girl before? No, never met her. Mm. It's not so. It's not even like a situation where I'd seen them interact or anything like that. Like, it was just intuition. I I can't explain it. Yeah, it's very wild. I remember I was at uni and I was dating this guy that ends up being my boyfriend. But at this part of the story, he wasn't, and I really really liked him. And then like it was the first time that I'd like intensely liked someone because I was I'm still like 18. It was like first year. And then I remember he asked me out. I said no. He asked me out again. I said no because I was just scared of like being in whatever an adult relationship would be. And then we decided to just be friends. That was his. That's what he said to me. He was like, "Oh, I think we better as friends." I was thinking, "You're a liar. I'm just not ready yet. Like we're meant to be together forever." And then <laughs> imagine I'm at uni. So like we spent like so much time together every single day for like two weeks straight. Like 
just doing the most, doing the most. A month's passed, doing the most, doing the most. Not like sexually, we're just like dating and like just growing like as friends. Yeah. And then I come to uni one day and my friend comes up to me and gives me a hug and she's like, Shan, I'm so sorry. <gasps> oh, what? And I'm like, so what? Like, I'm about to go to my exam. Like, I, I was about to go to an exam. She's like, I'm so sorry. And she gives me a hug. I didn't know. And I'm like, uh-huh. no, what? Like, what are you talking about? Because even though we've been like friends, everyone, like all of our circle of friends think that we're together. Like, everyone knows that it's a thing. Mm. Do you get what I mean? And she was like, I heard that you fell out with XYZ, who's a girl. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but it's a minor. Like, I just stopped talking to her because she's been telling lies about me recently. So I'd rather not be her friend. And she was like, oh, that's not the reason why I heard you stop talking to her. And I'm like, oh, what did you hear? Because this was literally like, this is the morning, 10 a.m. for my exam. And I fell out with her at like 11 p.m. So I don't know how 10 a.m. the news has got around uni already. Damn. And she's like, oh, that she slept with XYZ. And XYZ is the boy that I was like seeing and had mm. been with. And this girl, yeah, we're in first year of uni. I've been friends with her since year six. We went to the same wow. school. We didn't go to the same college, but we spoke through college where she lives two roads away. And then we're now in uni together. So like... That's my bona fide friend. Like at this time, we're at uni. Like we both of us have gone from a uni outside of U- outside of London. I was going to her and telling her like everything about this guy. Like, oh, should I be with him? Should I not? And she'd be like, no, he's not good oh, enough for no. you. So she was saying all this stuff whilst I'm in limbo about being with him. She Meanwhile, like, she's getting piped. She was banging him. Yeah, calculating wow. that. Yeah, that's a completely and then, different and then, story. Sorry. And I remember I went to him. Yeah, and I was like, oh, because he'd been he had been. He had been like staying at my house like every day. And I went to him, I was like, oh, can we have a talk? And he came to my house. I remember his smug little face, yeah, sitting on the chair. And he was like, oh, um, I was like, oh, did you sleep with XYZ? And he was like, yeah. Prick. Oh. Sorry. I said, sorry. He goes, yeah, I did. There was no apology, you know? And I was like, wow, okay, cool. And I was like, how did it happen? And then I can't, I don't think he even told me at that point. But it was just so wild. But I ended up being friends with her in the end again after that. Why but did she ever approach you and had a conversation with you about it or did you only hear from this other girl well like i generally don't like holding grudges or malice i know it sounds so dumb even when something like that happened because i was like so upset but because i had burnt her bridge the day before because she had been telling lies anyway it was like i don't even care for the friendship anymore right and then like we started going out and then maybe like six months later i saw her we got she got on my uni bus she got on like the, the uni bus and I was on it by myself. And she came and sat with me and she was like, oh, can I talk to you? And I was like, like, go on, no probs. And she's like, I just want to apologise for everything that happened. And then she apologised. And then it was cool. And I was like, to her, there's no air. Like, I forgave you after that happened. Like, there's no, there's no bad vibes. We just don't need to be friends. But then like three years after, oh no, then like a year after. No, yeah, three years after when I graduated, we spoke on like social media. And then after that, we've just been cool. Here's the thing. I feel like... As you said, it's just about intention and what the fact that she came to you was was a good thing. But for me, I personally don't ever want to be involved in deliberately breaking up somebody else's relationship. Mm. Like I, I may have cheated, but I would never. I've never knowingly slept with somebody else's man. Yeah. And if I, I don't care how invested, how much I like the person. As soon as I find out that they actually have a woman or that they're looking somebody else, I'm like, cool, hands off, none of my business. Don't want to be a part of it because mm. what I do with my body is my business. But I'm not involving myself in the breakup of somebody else's relationship, and that to me is girl code. Yeah. And touching on girl code, so you've both given examples where you've been either seen a guy, dated a guy, slept with a guy, whatever, whatever, and there is another woman involved Mm. and she's come to you on this whole woman-to-woman vibe. So, like, where do you guys stand on that? Do you think, like, because there is this, like, inherited girl code or do you think it's just, like, she feels that she needs to get off her chest and makes her feel better and coming to someone on a woman-to-woman vibe and be like, I think you should just know this, whether it's your man's cheating or I slept with your man or your, I saw your man out like I'm just coming to you as a woman is that always the right approach? I think it's hard and is it always necessary? Because, well firstly I didn't have that experience that was Leanne's experience but I think I've been No but it's in like she came up to you six months later and apologised But she wasn't coming to woman to woman she was apologising whereas Leanne the, girl actually, the girls actually came up to her and said I've done this in her stories but I guess oh, in but your that example, was still after the fact, though. It wasn't during the time that they were da- she was dating the other guys. It was long after the fact, so after I had graduated. So oh, yeah, well, yeah. I've done so the woman to woman thing before. Where I've gone to a girl and been like, "This happened," but I think that when girls do it, I don't think their intentions always pure. I feel like sometimes it's like to get out of the guy, as opposed to it being like, mm. "I want the girl to know." So like with me, 
it was like, um, so with the scenario that I was in, I've been dating this guy for a long time, like over a year. And this was before my ex. So before the story I just told you, this was the guy before that. So I was dating him for a long time. And I just didn't want to like, I first found my relationships very scary and didn't want to be involved. And then um, he was like coming to my house every day for dinner. Like my mum to this day still says that, calls her like him, her son-in-law, because he was like a part of the family. When my, when my like my stepnan died and my, my stepdad was having like a meltdown at home, he was the first person we called to go to the house to look after him because of how close he is. And like, cut the story short, when I decided to be like, yeah, let me take this guy seriously, it turns out he was he had been dating somebody else, like, for a long time. And he'd be coming to my house on, like, Wednesday. And then when I look on Instagram, he'd been, like, with this girl that on Tuesday for her birthday celebrating. And everyone's commenting, couple goals, and all of this sort of, like, mad stuff. So I must have messaged, because I had her on a secret um, Snapchat, because at this point I used to be, like, really crazy. <laughs> I had her on a secret Snapchat. And I just messaged her and was like, hi, just to let you know this happened. But it blew back in my face because she called she called me, yeah, and she was like, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to set his house alight. And this girl was really crazy, like, hold, hold it for the level. God, girl, blimey, Gisa. She's like, oh, I'm going to kill him, blah, 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 blah. And then he called me and it was in a three-way chat of all of us three. Oh, and he was like, to me, in front of her, on the three-way call, this girl's crazy. She's just obsessed with me. I've never been going to her house, blah, 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 blah. And then he gets his sister in the background to back it. And yeah, it was a wow. whole, it was a whole big story. I went on a big tangent here. The origin, uh, going back to your original question about, <laughs> <laughs> about it, I don't know if it's really even trauma this episode. But no, yeah, going back to the original thing, I don't think people have the best intentions. Yeah, so I mean, like I've had examples where it's like, say, one of my guy friends is cheating on his girl, and I've and he's come to me for advice, and I've said you need to be the one yeah. that tells her. Do you know what I mean? Like you need to own that. Rather than, like, me or anyone else shouldn't be going up to your missus and saying, I think you should know your man. Like, you should be holding responsibility. And I think that's where girl code gets complicated because it's getting guys out of having to own their shit. But then, Do you know what I mean? Because if that conversation happens between two women and they start beefing with each other, the man's like, whew, got out of that one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel I like th that happens too often. I think if you're the other girl, then, and you go to her and say, your man's been fucking me, She's the likelihood is is that she's gonna get vexed with you and she's gonna she's find gonna a way to stay her. with but, her man. But I also think if you're knowingly, no if you've been knowingly having sex with him, then you then you go in to tell me you're not. You, I don't, you can't have pure intentions. Yeah, when he was getting your back blown out last week. You no, didn't but, care about me exactly. then. But even if you're just a friend, like even if you and I are friends, and I find out that your man is cheating on you, I don't know. As you said, that I I'm the right person. I to wouldn't want to hear it from you. I want to hear yeah. it from my man. Exactly. So would you tell your best friend if you found out? Like if you was out on a night out and you saw your best friend's man lips in another girl, which obviously isn't your best friend. I'd go up would to you tell and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Would and you? I would say, you need to tell. Yeah, blah, blah. Percent. Would you do that? Yeah. yeah. Ooh, and, but here's I'm the thing. I'm not doing that, you know. <laughs> I was out before and I saw the guy my friend was dating with a girl, like just doing the most. Actually, mm. when I think about what I did, I don't know if that's any better. But basically, when we was out, I saw this guy with a girl. I didn't want to like jump to conclusions. So I started videoing them and sending it to my <laughs> And then, you didn't want to jump to conclusions when no, you filmed them. No, no, I spoke to them. Don't get me to, don't get it twisted, baby. I, I stood right next to him for the whole night and then he clocked me and he was like, oh, you blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah. And then the girl that he was with, I started dancing with her because this is what I would normally be like. Remember the Cardi B story? I danced with that girl. So I was dancing with this girl in the club, like, yeah, vibes and vibes. And, and she was like, bending over doing these crazy stuff. And I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. And then one day, at one point, she bent over and I bent over too. And I was like, Oh, I've been never for your man yet. <laughs> and then she was like laughing. <laughs> and I was like, is that your man? And she was like, yeah. And I said, thank you. And I texted my friend, that's her man. And then my friend sent him a message like an hour later when the night had ended and ended it. Here's the thing. I think you need to know your friends. I know that there are certain friends that I could categorically go to them and be like, your man is cheating on you. And they're going to stay. And no, and it wouldn't be a problem. And it'd be like, okay, cool. I believe you. Mm. I also have had instances where... It blows back in your face. Yeah, mm. I've had an instance where I, one of, I, was, I had a friend who was dating a guy. And that guy was looking one of our other friends. I was like, yo, <laughs> you need to tell our girlfriend that you, her man is looking you. And she did. And she just kind of argued it away. She was just like, well, I think he didn't mean it like that. Gosh. And blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, they continued to date. And then it became awkward for my other friend, who obviously 
was consistently being looked by this guy and so it created not a rift in their friendship because they're still friends to this day but they're not the same friends that they were before mm-hmm. so i think you really need to know your friends and know not the, even the nature of your relationship but just the type of personalities that they have some yeah. people are so locked on to men that they won't take anything that somebody else says right. regardless of whether they're friends with you or whether some you know they're hearing it from one of their brethren. It doesn't matter. Mm. But there are friends that you can genuinely tell and they'll take it on board. Yeah, like if I said to my friend, look, I think so-and-so is cheating on you, at least moving funky. And she she responded by being like, no, he would never. He's loyal. I'd be like, okay, fine. Don't come to me with your relationship problems. Do you okay. know what I mean? Because if we had that conversation and that's how you respond, and then four weeks later, you want to be crying because you broke your heart. But let's say what yeah, now? It's like she's crying because she wants to break her heart, and then she wants to get back with him. It's like what, what happens when your friend wants to get back with like a bad ex? How do you navigate that? Do you get involved? I think you can support your friends emotionally, whatever they go through. But if they are hurting themselves and not listening to your advice and asking for your advice and then not taking it, that's very frustrating. That only can last so long. Mm. Here's the thing: I have stopped asking my friends for advice because, mm. and I You're don't, like, I don't care. Is, no, but <laughs> I, be with I, him. I, I'm very upfront <laughs> with my friends. Like, I don't actually care if you like my man or not. Mm. Doesn't matter to me. You can give really? me your opinion. Okay, I'm yeah, not no. like that. Ooh. As long as we can all get along and mm. be civil, cool. But sorry, but if go just ahead. unpack that because I'm starstruck. <laughs> to what extent? Yeah, to what extent? So if your friend, do you mean like, oh, I don't, I don't find him attractive? So or, do, or like, so if your friend said I don't think he's good for you because of X, Y, Z, we just completely back that off. I would take it into consideration. It's not that I don't listen to advice, mm. but ultimately, if you and my partner have a personality clash, but he's, I'm okay with him, then. I'm not fussed as oh, long yeah, as that's fine. yeah yeah. I think that's there's fine. a difference between a personality clash because say you have a friend that's very like boisterous and your boyfriend is naturally shy or the other way around. That's fine. Like I'm not expecting you guys to be bros. And I feel like you as an individual who's the link between the two relationships, you can be the glue that makes it work. Yeah, and you also like you, if I've got a friend who's like gay or like part of the LGBT community, mm-hmm. and I've got a partner who isn't homophobic, my partner couldn't be, but perhaps isn't as welcoming or open a- around them. I'll ha- I'll have I'll always have a conversation about with them to understand how I'm gonna navigate that situation because either way they're gonna have to be around that friend. I'm not gonna be like you can't be around them. I'm, t- I'm talking specifically to like my situation where this person mm-hmm. who's gay is like really really close to me. They're gonna have to be around them, but I'm not gonna put them in an environment that's gonna make either of them feel uncomfortable because I know how they are. But here's the thing as well, and I think as I've gotten older, I've realized that the less you involve your friends in your relationship, the better because. Let's say you and your man have a fight or let's say you and your man, he and he cheats on you, right? Mm. And you guys end up getting back together and he is very well intentioned and Mm -hmm. is, you know, has all of good intentions to make it up to you and work it out. Your friends might never get over the fact that they've... Like the beehive. Yeah, that he's hurt you, right? (laughs) It's true. They hate Jay-Z and they won't let go. It's true. (laughs) And and I'm sure they're well within their rights because you've just spilled all of your guts and all of your hurt and all of your harm and all of your trauma to them. How can they see past that? And I get Mm. that. So for me, I've made it very clear, like, I will hear you, I'll listen to you, but Mm. ultimately, if you can't support my decision, because at the end of the day, you're my friend, so all of my friends know that, yeah, you might be dating somebody, we might not like them, we've given you our opinion, but at the end of the day, we're your friend, and so we support you, no Mm. matter what you want to do. And once you get to a certain age, you can't tell people what to do. Yeah. Like you can't tell people that they shouldn't date somebody no matter how toxic yeah, you might I perceive I that ever person say that to be. To my friend. I don't think it's I don't think it's my place to say that. Especially as an adult. Like there's no unless it was someone like my mum or one of my best friends, Nick. Like there's there's like maybe like those two people that I'm gonna really, really listen and be like Okay, what what's actually the issue here? Because they they I feel like they care about me so much. They're not gonna tell me like not to be with this person. This is something like really important. Like there's there's like maybe like those two people that I'm gonna really really listen and be like, okay, what what's actually the issue here? Because they they I feel like they care about me so much. They're not gonna tell me like not to be with this person. This is something like really important. But I think it is interesting and what you're saying about like they won't leave them anyway. Because I've definitely been in that scenario where I've wasted like literally two years going on and on and on and on and on and on to the same person about the same scenario that they were never ever going to leave. 
And sometimes if you leave people to their devices, instead of trying to drill it into their head that they need to leave this person, they'll do it of their own accord. Mm -hmm. But I'm not one of those people that I need to learn for myself. Like, you can tell me something all day long. And the likelihood is the more that you tell me is the the more likely I am to do what you're telling me not to do. Mm -hmm. Just because I'm stubborn. So if you leave me to my own devices, I'll probably figure it out on my own. But the more you try and tell me what to do and dictate what I should be doing in my life Mm. and make our friendship dependent on it or be like, you know, I can't believe you're doing this. This is not what my friend would do. Blah, 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 blah. Mm. In one ear or out the other. I I think it's difficult though, right? Because like I have had friends who I've genuinely looked at and been like, the relationship you're in is not healthy Mm. and they need their girlfriends to pull them out of it. They're not strong enough to do it on their own. So it's really difficult but because it's like I don't think it's a as well, right? Because one rule fits all situation. You can tell an addict to stop smoking crack and they're not gonna do it until they're ready. Mm. Like you can and all you can do But the support makes a difference. Yeah, but all you can do is support them. This is the Dope Black Women Podcast. When your friend's wrong, how do you navigate that? Because like today I was talking to one of my friends and I had to thank her because I think it's such a hard conversation to navigate. It depends on the dynamic of your friendships. Mm. But the same girl, Nick, I was talking to her and I gave her a scenario where I thought I was right. And she was like, <clears throat> and I said, oh gosh, you're not going to agree with me. And she was like, I've got three points to make. The first point is, yes, you should apologise. And I was like, you what? And she she started talking about it and she was like, Shan, sometimes you fail to apologise when you should. And it's like, having those sort of friends that, that hold you accountable really helps to shape your growth. Mm-hmm. But at the end of that conversation, I had to say to myself, Rah, like, I'm so lucky to have this girl because if I went to another one of my friends, they would have skimmed over the bit where I fucked up. They would have told you everything you wanted to hear. Yeah, but she actually said... She actually said, no, I understand. Because basically in this scenario, yeah, my reaction to something the person did was was an issue. But I'm saying like, let's focus on the issue that they did. Do you get what I mean? Mm, yeah, yeah. But she was making me accountable for myself rather than blocking out what I did because I'm trying to point blame onto them. And I feel like it's so important that you have people around you like that. But it's also so hard to navigate, to have a conversation with your friend to be like, you're actually in the wrong on this. Yeah. So how do you like approach that? Again, I think it's just a case-by-case basis. So I have a girlfriend who I will consistently get called out by. Mm. And she's just as blunt as ever. Like, she'll just be like, no, you're wrong. You fucked up. <laughs> you need to say sorry. Stop. <laughs> or, nah, you're being an idiot and you need to left this man. And for me, the bluntness works, but I know that it doesn't work for everybody. So mm. I really think there's some, and this is just generally how you argue with people, whether it's a friend or a boyfriend or just somebody that's random in the street that you're having like an intellectual argument with. But an intellectual all- argument with someone in the street. I do it all the time. So. What? So she's a doctor, guys. Just so you know, this is a doctor on the podcast. <laughs> but she has a how- PhD, bitch. <laughs> she ain't gonna come at you shouting in the street. She's gonna have an intellectual conversation. <laughs> but it's true. So much of what you so much of how you present your argument should be rooted in what you want to get out of it, right? Yeah. So I'm going to talk to you a certain way because I need you to understand something. But because I understand the distinction between you and Shan's personalities, I'm going to bring it to Shan in a a different way. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's really just a case-by-case basis. And there are some people, no matter what you say, you'll never... They're unaccountable. It can mash up your friendship. I've got a friend like that. Yeah. With with, um... With my boyfriend, like, he's the same. Like, say I go to him and I'm like, oh my God, babes, can you imagine, like, someone said this to me the work today, like, I'm so upset. And, like, he'll be like, well, what did you say? And how did you act? And what did you do? And the first time I was That's like, so you're so though. unsupportive. Like, why are you never on my side? And now I realise that it's because, like you said, it's to do with growth. And I think... I feel like as a person that really yeah. loves you, I'm not saying it's an easy conversation to have because it's definitely not. But I feel like it generally They'll tell come, you when you're wrong. It comes from a place of love. But then I think it's hard because like, you know, like telling a friend that she's put on weight, I think that's, that's a whole other shebang. But like talking about like weight loss and stuff, I've been in environments where I've seen people do that and it's not been like for the person's benefit. So like, I went mm. out with one of my friends. So I'm now really, really close to you. But this was our first time I was ever going out on a night out. And it was me, her and her like best friend. So I'm like the stranger in this environment. And she looked banging like she looked buff and her friend was like you need to hold your belly in because your belly looks a bit big what the whole night no 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 <laughs> i'm gonna just hold she my belly in like, the whole night like three times yeah and when she said it the f- wait she said it three times i think she had about twice okay, like, she needs like, to chill off like, the first like, time hold your belly in hold your belly in and the thing is 
Wait, maybe, maybe Bent was a very prestigious. Like we was we all three, yeah. When we when we I didn't know them two like that well. But we all looked, you know, you just walk in, you're like, you are the spices of this club. Like, we all just looked so bad. Oh, I'm just thinking about it now. Like, anyway, yeah, we all were, was out and we was looking so nice. And I was thinking, I sucked a Debbie Downer because... But, now but, she's going to be thinking about her. Now she's going to be thinking about her whole weight and her yeah. conscious the whole time. But then now I'm like, become close to, like, me and this girl are now, like, she's one of my closest friends. And her other friend, I'm able to understand the relationship more because I'm closer with her. And now I realise she's actually a hater. Do you get it? So she, rather than her being like... I didn't see that coming. <laughs> no, 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 she is. Like, on that day, she didn't look fat at all. Her mm. belly didn't look... But it wasn't my place to... Like, if I was if I was close with her or close with both of them, I would have said it to her, just so you know, you actually look fine. But because it wasn't my place to be in that class, their friendship, I didn't right. navigate it. But she's... But they clearly have a relationship where she can tell her things like that and it's okay. But sometimes your friends don't have the right intent. Here's the thing, though. If me and you never get ready in our yard together to go to the club, then you don't need to tell me anything. You don't need to tell me that while we're here in the club. What am I going to do about the fact that my belly is banging in the club? <laughs> Here now. That I ate too much chicken before I got here. Like, Pot belly gal. you know what I mean? Tell me that so I can change my outfit before we leave and wear something that's gonna cover my mm-hmm. stomach a little bit because I'm mm. a little bit bloated. But you can't tell me that when I'm in the club and what's mm. gonna happen. I'm just gonna feel self conscious. I'm not gonna have a good time. And yeah. then, did anyone have the kind of mom that, like, <laughs> my mom? No, it's not even funny. You're at the door and she's like, she's what like, are no. you wearing? <laughs> Like the next two minutes. Now she'll be like, "You want to be saying this now? You want some mascara, please? Why? I need makeup. No, just put mascara." And my mum would be like, "Oh, then you want to wear some lipstick?" And like, I need like the bus is outside. Like, <laughs> it's so rude. The amount of times she's been like, "Shan, take my earrings." Yeah, yeah, take my earrings. Why? She needs to, you know, light up your face a bit. What's wrong with my face? She's like, "Do you want to put some cream in that hair?" It's so dry. rude, man. It's actually so- mums have no chill. You they know? have no chill. But also with like that situation that you just mentioned, there's like so many ways she could have approached it other than the way she did. Like if, Leanne, if you were like, oh, how do I look? Like, first of all, you've asked me. I haven't just like been like, I think that you look like this. Like you've asked me for my advice. And then what I probably would be like is like, you know, I like your outfit, but maybe it's something I wouldn't wear or like, I like it. But like, I feel like you always have to be like, do you know what? This is my opinion, but you have your own style. Do you but, know what I mean? Yeah, but some I people like, are like, my some, opinion matters. But someone like her belly, like, yeah? I'm not being funny. But some people don't care about their belly. I'm out, I'm telling you, know you this, I'm this let's, let's just get this out clear now. <laughs> if we go on a night out together, and I say to you, <laughs> how do I look? And my belly looks bung. Don't tell me then. You're fucking up my night. Yeah. What can I now do? As exactly. Yang said, what can I now do? You're, try- you're actually, like nothing you're saying is progressive. So when I now tell you I want to go home and change my clothes and we've got to do a 50 pound Uber back, you're paying for it because you created this problem. No, but it's actually real. Do you get it? But if you- you're saying to me, how does my belly look? And you're like, oh, if I said to you like, what, about, what would I ask? Like, this is what I would ask. I ask this quite a lot. Kiss my knicker line. Because sometimes I'm dumb and wear the wrong knickers with the outfit. Yeah. Mm. If you're going to be like, I'm not going to lie, it's a bit bad, but we're here now, ignore it. There's ways to, it's just, still the way you there's phrase ways it. to navigate it. But also, even in terms of the clothing thing, you already know what my style is. We're friends. Mm. So if you don't like what I have on, then again, you knew that before we left the, the club, before yeah. we left the hole. If I was just to say it without you having asked my opinion, that's why it's a bit like, First of all, who asked you? But you if I'm it? asking you how I look and right. you know that I have a particular sense of style that doesn't match right. up with yours, all what? you need to say is, yeah, you look good. But what but- I would say is like, so what you're wearing, for example, it's like not something I would wear, but it suits you. Right, Like exactly. it looks good. Yeah. And that's very different from being like, I don't like it. Exactly. <laughs> like the other day, do you remember the other day and you, was, you showed me something and I was like, you was like, do you know no one that would wear this? And I was like, you. And he was like, anyone else? I was like, no, it's like a live thing. Mm. Do you remember? It's all how you phrase and it. It's not, yeah. nothing was wrong with the top. I just wouldn't wear it. And yeah, I, think, yeah, yeah. I think it's so important that we understand like how to navigate different conversations. And I think going back to what you said before about having the approach different, like tailored to different friends. Yeah. I think that's super important because some of my friends, I've got to like, like some of my friends, I can't have difficult conversations with them over the phone or like, or, or like, and others, I, it's better to have it via text. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm-mm-mm. but I feel like despite all the difficult situations that we can have when it comes to like our friends and stuff like that, I think, it's good to also like mention they can also be our biggest hype women and like like when it comes to celebrating our wins and our successes and things like that yeah but I think sometimes for some girls going back to the hater thing people do find it a bit hard to do that so what's your experience been like in terms of friends celebrating your wins 
Oh, I don't think in terms of celebrating my wins, I think my friends have always been supportive and celebrating their my wins as if it's theirs. Like I've that to me, I don't think I've ever had an issue with. And I think it's interesting because I think generally, particularly amongst black women, there is this thing where we feel like we're competing for the same spaces. Like, you know, once we get to a certain thing, Chimamanda said it in the in the Beyonce song. It's like, you know, we've been taught and it's been indoctrinated with, within us to compete, mm. whether it's for the, particularly for the affection of, of a man. Um, and I think that is a very specific scenario. But I think when you take it outside of that and talk about like, you know, I just got this job or I just got this promotion. As long as the person is really a friend, I can't see a scenario where they shouldn't be happy for you as well. So yeah. do you think like if you won an award... And like, so let's say you won an award and you posted it online and you saw that I saw it, but I didn't comment saying well done or something like that. Do you think that would affect you? If I told you about it in person and then you were like, yeah, cool. Then I'd be like, okay, clearly she's being bad man. But Mm. if you don't, here's the thing. The social media thing is tricky because I have loads of friends that have businesses or have celebrate certain things or, you know, and yeah, I'm happy for them. But sometimes I just can't be asked to comment. Or, you know, mm. people always get vexed and say, you know, if you're really friends with me, you'll repost my stuff. Mm. No, I don't really have to. I can I can support you privately. Like, there are different types of, of support. support. Yeah, you know 100%. what I mean? And not everybody is social yeah. media friendly. Like, I have friends who don't even touch social media. And if I post something, they may not even see it. Mm. You know, or they might see it and it's literally like they're just scamming, skim, skimming through. So they wouldn't actually pay attention to what it is. Yeah. But if I tell you and you're not happy for me then that's a different story. Yeah, I can relate to what you're saying about the support thing because I had a friend who said, who told me that she didn't feel supported by me and then when we actually had a conversation and I outlined, outlined exactly how I'm supporting her in these like scenarios and these spaces, it kind of flipped it on its head. So mm-hmm. she was like, there's people who I'm not really close to who are like p- posting my content online or reposting it and sharing. Like people that I don't have a rapport with but someone I'm really close to, like, who you're not doing it. But I'm like, but when I'm going into certain spaces and I'm recommending you for things, or when I'm, like, listening back to your content and giving you advice, and when I'm doing these sorts of things, that is support. Yeah, 100%. When I'm When I'm available for you emotionally, for you to even get to places and positions to be performing your content or whatever it is that you do, that is support. And I feel like sometimes, especially with social media, people forget about, like, the things that actually matters. Exactly. So I'd much rather have a friend that supports me emotionally physically and she's always there and present than a friend who just posts my stuff online like do you know how easy exactly it is? like quick, i might post something online i might not post your stuff online but if you ask me to come and work at your event i will for free you know what i mean for no free. problem yeah i'll be first one there to stop setting up mm. so it's like having that support that is has more longevity i guess because like it's very easy to like oh you're on my story for 24 hours Versus, like, I called you at midnight and I'm, like, crying about this business plan that isn't fucking working. Like, it's like, which one would you rather have? But I guess people get tied up in clout. So I was going to ask you guys, have you seen... This comes up on Black Twitter a lot, time and time again. People say, oh, you know, for, like, SoundCloud artists or whatever, it's like, you won't share my stuff or, like, you won't put money into small businesses, but you're out here supporting Jay-Z and Tidal and, like, da-da-da-da. And, like... (laughs) But, like, basically the (laughs) argument is that people don't support their friends enough when it comes to a financial. It's like, you won't put your money in your pocket when it comes to support a friend. So where do you guys stand on that kind of thing? I think it's hard, yeah, because... You know, right now, a lot of people are starting their lash business. Their lash <laughs> so I've got a friend who did a lash business. I'm not going to lie, everyone has a lash and business. She's done, Everybody. And she's done my eyes. And my eyes hurt and they burnt. And I, like, they were stinging. I had to take my eyes out the next day. Oh, no. You have to take your eyes out. My, um, my eyelashes out the next day. <laughs> and like, in that scenario... I can't remember if I paid her or not, but even if I did pay her, I wouldn't have felt comfortable to ask for a refund because she's my friend. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. But then how does she get better if you don't give her honest feedback? No, no, no. I'm talking about asking for a refund though, not the feedback. The but, feedback's one thing, but my issue is that I just paid £50 for a service that is shit. Bomba did you give her feedback? For eyelashes? Huh? She stopped doing lashes after a while. So I she... bet she did. <laughs> well, then I'm, I'm saying I've got another friend who is sick. At, and this happened, these both friends, I don't know each other, and this happened like years after. But I've got another friend who's got a lash business who is sick. Like, I highly recommend her to everyone. I post her on all my accounts. I shout her out all the time without her having to ask me to do it because I'm genuinely like, this brand is sick. Do you mm. get what I mean? So I don't buy into her brand because she's my friend. I buy into her brand because she delivers a, good, a good service. Yeah. So I feel like sometimes, 
need to put your friend to put your friends. But when your friend's customer service is shit, when your friend doesn't <laughs> deliver stuff on time, when the package comes damaged, when there's all these... No, 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 but keep it 100. If there's poor customer service, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to keep going to Morley's where they give me my sauce when I go to McDonald's to get my sauce. Do you get what I mean? So when your friend that... <laughs> your friend, the lash business, the first one... Yeah. The, that, the service was so bad she wanted a refund. When no, she, I'm saying like, I didn't ask for a refund. No, 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 but I'm saying the service was so bad that you considered a refund the service was so bad that if she wasn't my friend i would have expected one yeah because she was my friend i just left it and also okay no no, no I, but like the question is like did you give her honest feedback at the time when she done my lashes i was probably like the second person she had done after right. her doing after her doing like completing the course so i kind of blamed it down to that and also i thought okay. that maybe because i had done my lashes previously before that i spoke to my old technician and they were like it might just be the glue so in my head i was like it's the glue she's good it's the glue but then i recommended her to somebody else after my poor experience and they were like why on earth did you recommend me to her <laughs> <laughs> my eyes are stinging and burning blah blah blah, blah. and do you get what i mean whereas this other lash person i send her people all the time and she's just racking it in because she's genuinely like professional but also mm. just to add to that sometimes your business has nothing to do with me i have a brethren he has multiple businesses one of which is a beard oil a what a beard oil oh okay beard i'm not a man <laughs> I don't, I don't need beard oil. I'll, I might think to recommend it to other people, but he also has another business, like he's a dope-ass photographer, and I recommend him to people all the time. And mm. anytime I have an opportunity to use him, I do. And he's a dope photographer. His beard oil smells amazing, but do I know if it works? I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm. it, I think it's all relative. And again, me, as, as Liv said, me posting your business to on Instagram or on Twitter for how many hours or even permanently. I'm also not I have like a thousand something followers on Instagram. How is that helping anybody? It's gonna be much I'm more like Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it much gonna it's gonna be much more productive if I come to your event, work, or if I put money in your account because mm. you know what I mean? There are different ways to support people and that whole thing about like, oh, people don't support or people don't post. If your shit is good, that shit will happen organically. organically. This is what yeah. I'm saying. The thing is, I think a thousand, I think you could maybe if it was a thousand, it's actually <laughs> enough. Do you know what I mean? But I think also it's about knowing your audience. So I've got like a relative and they keep sending me their, this thing to post and it's really irritating because my audience on my Instagram do not want to see that. I know they don't want to see that because I know who follows me. So it's like, I don't want to keep reposting it because it's just dead content from exactly. my Instagram. But it's not like your, it's not like your initiative or your organisation shit. It's just that it's just not relevant to my Instagram. So now I've stopped posting it. However, when I've been in spaces where they require that organisation or they require someone who has the skill set he has, I always recommend him. But he doesn't see that. Do you get what I mean? I think it's such a hard conversation to navigate. I mean, situation to navigate because I don't want to be posting up your things for the sake of you thinking I'm supporting you. It's the platform as well. So there are things that I've posted on the Dope Black Woman page that I think are relevant and I, is a way of are a way of me supporting my friend. But I would never post it on my personal page because you wouldn't get any mm. any um, business out of it. Mm. Like me posting it on my page is nothing. But if I post it on Dope Black Woman or if I post it on another platform that I'm involved with, then yeah, of course you go and get a bus off of that, mm. and it would make sense. So I don't Can know. I just say quickly. Um, if any business owners are listening <laughs> and you want our support, just DM us. We like to support local black businesses. But make sure, you, make sure your shit is sorted. <laughs> yeah. We need free, sure I don't want we need your free reviews. Shit business. Free customer TripAdvisor reviews yeah. before you send it in. I don't want your shit business to affect my platform either. Mm. Like, I'm not going to have... We're not going to have something on Dope Black Woman that actually we people are going to come... Ourselves. Yeah, or people mm. are going to come back to us and say, actually, how did you guys recommend this? Because... It's terrible. The food was horrible or I went there and they burnt my eye out. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? My eyes are burning, you know? <laughs> it was a nightmare. Don't okay. you think that girl code kind of changes as we get older? Because for me, girl code is now like... It's not actually a thing anymore. It's just like morals. It's like my moral compass. So me mm. not doing something isn't because, oh, girl code, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like actually morally for me, this, is inc- this isn't right to do. But you have some girls out there that don't have no moral compass. <laughs> no moral compass and no girl code. <laughs> Let me tell you. I mean, I definitely have had friends and they're not necessarily, I'm not as close with them anymore. But I've certainly had friends that have slept with a guy that I used to talk to at least. Maybe not any of my ex. I've had a friend that slept with my ex-boyfriend actually. And we're still friends. And I don't know as I think about it. I don't really know. <laughs> did she tell oh, you? I, she did. She oh. came to me and told me. She was like, uh, you know, Lee, I need to talk to you. And um, 
I just want to let you know that, you know, because I had introduced them. Like, they we we're all in the same space. Mm. So, obviously, she had just moved here. We're, we're all hanging out, you know. So, they were in each other's space a lot. And they quite naturally got along. Mm-hmm. And But I think the only thing is that she only told me after. Had she told me before, I really wouldn't have cared. And re- I think the reason that I even don't care now is because he was one of the boyfriends that I pretend that I never actually dated. So when people mm. say, oh, you used to date so-and-so, I was like, no. No, no I didn't. I don't even know who that is. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I don't know this man. Sorry to this Have you seen that meme? Have <laughs> <laughs> you seen that meme? Yeah. <laughs> sorry to this man. I wouldn't know if I saw him walking down the street. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why I didn't care. But had it been somebody that I genuinely cared about, mm. oh, it would have been on and popping. And I'm one of those girls... When I was in undergrad, that same girl as I walked down the street past, like, best believe we got into a fight. Like, I used to fight all really? the time. Yeah, yeah I, about I, this I, I couldn't imagine you fighting. No, it's funny. When I was at undergrad, and that same guy that used to cheat on me all the time, and he would only ever cheat on me with white girls, right? Oh, or with girls that weren't black. black. And when we broke up, I remember one of the black girls coming to me at school and being like, so I just want to let you know that we have the utmost respect for you because we know that if we did ever talk to you, man, you'd have beat the shit out of us. <laughs> and I was like, I'm glad that everybody knows this. Because, yeah, I don't play. Like, I mean, my temper is very much subdued now and I've learned to control it. I feel like that. Yeah. I mean, Liv sees one side, I see the other. I'm very zen now, guys. I'm a completely different person almost 10 years later. But yeah, back just in the day. Just don't let bitch try you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Once the disrespect happens, it's over. This is Dope Black Chat. Cool. So seeing as we've talked a lot about sisterhood and what it means to us when it comes to girl code, I feel like if we flip that situation on its head, unfortunately, sometimes there's situations where, you know, like with white women, they love to talk about sisterhood. But then when it comes to race, it's a whole different ball game. Like, I'm sure you've seen the whole situation with Clemmy and Candice and Kalechi. Basically, she's a mummy blogger, midwife and podcaster. She's got over 600,000 followers on Instagram. And it's recently come out that she's been trolling quite a few of the mummy bloggers under a fake account, which I think is called Alice in Wonderlust. Um, she confessed to the rumours earlier this week, claiming that she started the account to defend comments about her family that were appearing online. But I think it's interesting that whilst like the national press have been covering what's been going on and everyone on Twitter is talking about it, a lot of people are missing that, like, She's made a lot of racist comments towards people such as Candice, who I've mentioned. One of the comments that was made about Candice was, Candice is often really aggressive and always brings it back to race, privilege and class, because she knows no one will argue with that. It feels like a weapon to silent people's opinions. I think it was kind of quite nice to see that Kalechi kind of took to back her online, where she started sharing all the racial comments towards her. And I think it was also quite saddening in the same breath to see that a lot of... Kalemi's fans, if you want to call that, or supporters that reported Kalechi's account and got her account taken down, which, I mean, thank God now is back and it's been verified. Her now being verified and having her account back doesn't shy away from the problematicness that's going on around platforms like Instagram where they're supporting white entitlement. And I think this is a real important example of how these big organisations are silencing black women because obviously in this, in this scenario, Kalemi's actually the one that's done something wrong. But yet, Candice and Kalechi's been silenced. Yeah, so I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. And as we've been talking about a lot about girl codes and how women treat each other and how we talk woman to woman. Um, and I think what's so interesting with the Clemmy story is that I got the sense that she was like, you know, I'm really sorry that I made this fake account and like it comes from like my own insecurities and um, I'm being honest about that and there's also such a sense of entitlement with that because what she was expecting is that people were just going to go oh my god we forgive you it's totally fine that you made this fake account harassed all these women like you clearly have your own shit going on and she didn't really register that how wrong what she's doing is mm. and this idea that like her individual growth is more important than all those horrible things she was doing and saying Mm. especially to like marginalized voices yeah i think this is a huge issue for me personally because i have consistently felt like i will i will always say this like i ride for the people that give a fuck about me i ride for me and my community 
And there's very rare instances in which I feel like white women engage in that level of solidarity, whether you're talking about the suffrage movement or whether you're talking about the fact that 52% of women, white women, voted for Trump, even though he's clearly a sexist, racist individual, highlights to me that when given the opportunity, women will often, white women will often choose race over gender. Mm. And so that level of camaraderie or that level of unity that you see is limited and it's it's only when gender is the only issue but as soon as race is interjected into the conversation white women will always support or by and large i would say that my the sentiment is is that white women will generally support white men yeah and when that's given been opportunity like, that's been the biggest problem and like the biggest um, concern, I think, facing like feminism and modern feminism because it's sold to us now in this like neat, modern, trendy package as like a sisterhood. But then once you scratch beneath the surface and it's like, hold on a minute, like who is this sisterhood actually serving? And like life is very different if you are a black woman or if you're a disabled woman or whatever, whatever. And the argument that comes back is like, no, no, but if we start talking about all these other issues, then it's going to get blurry. And like, you know, people aren't going to concentrate on gender, which is the main issue. And like, I feel like that is like really worrying. And here's the thing. Gender is obviously an issue. But within this context, we're talking about all women, right? So there is that level playing field that we're all, gen- we're all, all of our genders are the same. But... It's, for me, it's super like counterintuitive and hypocritical because she is literally saying that she's being bullied or all of her supporters are like, oh, we're being bullied. And she, fe- she actually said, I think she said that she was insecure about the fact that or some of the comments that she made against Candice and other black mommy bloggers were that they weaponize race. Mm, yeah. And I'm like, you are literally doing the exact same thing now that you are being villainized. Mm. You're making it about your like poor white fragility, these poor white woman tears. And I'm just like, you're actually using your whiteness to garner support from other white women to turn against Kelechi yeah. because she's spoken about about something that you have acknowledged that you've done wrong. And so for me, it's just, it's actually crazy. Yeah, like Clemmy has set, come out now and said that she feels like there's a witch hunt against her, which is so... Melodramatic. So melodramatic and also so crazy and so problematic because in the last couple of years when we've seen the word witch hunt, it's phrases that it's a phrase that um, Harvey Weinstein used. He said there was oh, okay. a witch hunt against him. And so the fact that you're using that same phrase shows how like just like tunnel visions you are. But it just shows the lack of real accountability, right? Because if you were actually accountable, you'd expect people to be upset with you and you wouldn't view it as a witch hunt. You'd view it as people expressing how they feel about this abhorrent thing that you've done. Mm. So for me, it's just as Roshan would say before, just take the L. <laughs> take, you know, it, Diane Abbott, faces racist comments she gets called the n-word she gets called a bitch every single day of her life and that is a genuine witch hunt because she hasn't done anything wrong she's Mm. just a black woman trying to survive in politics yeah you actually did something wrong you actually went out and went out of your way to instigate a witch hunt against other mommy bloggers and now you're upset because it's happening to you and i just Mm. don't understand how that that is not real accountability and real holding yourself to account or accepting the fact that you've done something wrong on that note of like accountability with like situations like this where it's clear that's like race is playing a big part even in terms of like discrimination i guess from instagram whether it's but consciously or not like what do you think platforms like instagram can do in these situations so they try to deal with it by shutting down Kalechi's account because I'm guessing maybe I don't know how they operate, but I'm Did assuming. Did they shut down Clemmy's? This is my point. So, like, do you feel like if they had shut down, like, what what do you think in this scenario would have made the situation better? Obviously, we know that shutting down Kalechi's was wrong because she's actually just defending someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But do you think if they shut down Clemmy's, that would have been like, okay? That would have been enough. I feel like shutting down Clemmy's wouldn't have really solved anything or changed anything. I think that. Instagram need to take more responsibility and just social media in general for like this should have even happened in the first place. Mm. So there need to be like tighter security checks. So when Clemmy made this fake account, she must have used, you know, either the same iPhone or the same laptop 
if she's stupid, she would have used the same email address. I don't know if she did. But, like, there need to be high security ca- I don't checks. think you can use the same email address. But, like, do you know what I mean? There need but, to be, yeah. Or, like, maybe the same phone number or the same address. Something that, you know, there is technology smart enough out there to be, like, these two accounts are owned by the same person. So, mm. I feel like there needs to be just, like, stricter rules around trolling in general. And that needs to be taken more seriously. Like, so, I think it's more about them taking responsibility at the heart of the issue and the fact that it should have never happened in the first place. Yeah, and I think I think something that Kalechi pointed out online, and, and people probably already know that anyway, that obviously Clemmie's a midwife and obviously there's a stat that black women are five times more likely to die in childbirth than white women. And a lot of this like, kind of comes from racial bias and the, the concerns about black women not feeling like they're being listened to. So as someone who's actively demonstrated racial bias, what consequences do you think Clemmie should have to face? Because with like whole cancel culture and stuff, obviously she's making money from being a midwife, like to feed her family. She makes money from her Instagram with all of her following and things like that. Because this kind of links into cancel culture. So how far do we go when it comes to situations like this? So here's the thing. I think when it comes to the Instagram thing specifically or social media, there is a, it's a difficult thing to navigate because you do have to allow for freedom of speech. So I think it's about organizations coming to a better understanding and educating themselves about the thin line between freedom of speech and hate speech. Mm. Like what Kalechi was doing was standing up for somebody and holding somebody else to account. She wasn't saying burn out all white women. She wasn't saying let's go and tear down her house or you know what I mean? She Mm. was simply saying this is wrong. She shouldn't have been doing this. And other women who obviously supported that then also felt the same way but again this kind of white fragility and this white terror is oh poor me you know I'm feeling attacked means that somehow she's being harmed but that happens to black women all day long every day and so I think it's about them understanding and educating themselves on the distinction and then using that in terms of how they apply the rules that they have because they do have pretty strict and specific rules about trolling and nudity and all of these other things. I don't think it's the rules that's wrong. I think it's the failure for them to understand and move past their subconscious or unconscious bias in terms of how they apply those rules. Because a rule is a rule, but how you use it is what is important. Mm. And then I think in terms of her midwifery, yeah, it should be taken away. She is a person in the same way that if she was a teacher and she was telling kids some racist shit she shouldn't be a teacher anymore Mm. you know what i mean it's a very different thing between a man who's a sports athlete who cheats on his wife and we're like oh like the john terry situation yeah where he was like oh he slept with his teammate's wife or whatever and they took away his captaincy like no that's ridiculous because one is completely unrelated to the other yeah yeah but if we're talking about a woman who is responsible for the the care and the the health of black women in her daily job and she's making racist comments and actively going out of her way to do them to chastise and Mm. to attack black women how can we expect her to take care of black women and she's shown Mm. herself to be that so yeah her mid I don't think her Instagram should be taken away but her midwifery certification should be she shouldn't be allowed to do that anymore yeah because the thing about about being a midwife like you said being a, t- a teacher a nurse a doctor these are all civil service jobs these are all jobs where it's your responsibility to look after the public mm. so for then you to come out with statements that are either sexist or racist whether there should be consequences and I think like you said the problem is that both establishments and social media alike need to get better at understanding the nuances because if she came out and strep said like the n-word there'd be like no conversation. It'd be like, of course she's fired. But because the way she's done it is so beneath the surface, mm. these establishments find it difficult what to say. And for the social media, it's like, well, she didn't actually breach the guidelines. So it's a really difficult it's one. It's <laughs> And it goes back to the issue of representation. If there were more black people that were working in the right uh, departments, departments yeah. and heads of service, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, at these organizations. It's the same thing when you talk about local authorities and councils and stuff. You're talking about people that are supposed to be servicing a broad spectrum of people: black, mm. white, and the disabled community. communities, women, men, mm. at-risk youth, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And they know nothing about it because they went to Eton or they, you know, 
<laughs> they've come from Devon or you know, they have no clue ab- about yeah. what the lived experience is like. And there's no way that you can, no amount of education or, you know, I don't care if it's a PhD in black history studies. If you're a white person and you never lived in a certain area, you've never been exposed to black culture, you're not in a position to speak to that or act on it, you know? Mm. So that's my... That's my issue. But I do think it's interesting because one of the things that I saw that Kelly, she said today was that, you know, she's not worried. And she didn't say that black women haven't supported her, but she's like, I'm not worried about the black women who are being silent right now. And it's interesting because I feel like even within, yeah, we're talking about black, white, but I think there are a lot of black women just in general that will stay out of these conversations and just kind of observe and watch and not Mm. participate because they don't want to then also be attacked yeah you know and it's like i think it's been nice to see though like if you go onto candice's like instagram page she's got lots of like an overwhelming amount of support that's come from this and i think it's quite interesting to see how someone's tried to like bring her down into a dark place but actually a lot of light can come from it because a lot of people now even know who she is and she's going to reach a bigger market and i actually reached out to her earlier to check in and she said that the outpouring of love and support she's felt specifically from black women has been overwhelming it's been a really hard time but i'm committed to believing that only good can come from this there aren't enough thank yous in the world so i think for anyone listening that's been supporting her whether it's silently by not commenting negative things or actively posting and commenting then salute to you, man. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Leave a review. Get involved on social media with the hashtag DopeBlackWomen. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at DopeBlackWomen1. And on Facebook, we are DopeBlackWomen. Oh, and don't forget, we have our Christmas link-up December 19th at Cotton's, 8pm. It's going to be dope. There's going to be loads of cocktails, loads of food. It'll be a first opportunity for some of the dope black women to meet each other. We're going to have games and icebreakers and loads of shit going on. So if you need to get in touch with us and you want to come, just email us at dopeblackwomen1 at gmail.com. Send us your name and your number and we will get in touch with you. Until then, stay unapologetically black. Blackity black. All the way black. Blacktastic. Hey! <laughs> but when I went on her Twitter, she had been planning it all. So she put up a picture <gasps> of, like, you know that picture of Oprah Winfrey where she's, like, pointing? And it was like, I'm going to take your man, your man, your man, everybody's man. <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.